My name is Karina Gardner, and I'm what you would call a practical designer. If you're ready to create a life that you love, become an incredible force for good, and generate income while pursuing your dreams, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Make and Design. Hi, designers. Today, I'm going to be talking about deliberate New Year's goals for designers. Now, this is day one of our new 2024 year. And I know a lot of you are working on goals. I've heard and seen goals made a gazillion different ways. And so instead of telling you exactly how you should do it in this episode, instead, I just want to talk to you about three general ways I like to look at goal setting. You know, I think that especially um, those of us who have A-type personalities tend to be very goal-driven. And so we like to write down these goals, we like to achieve them, and, you know, we we just go from there. But there are plenty of us around here that are B-type personalities, and we don't want to make any goals at all, right? Because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid that we're not going to be able to achieve them. And so then we write goals that are pretty vague or that are just kind of like maybe we want to do. So instead of really digging into how you should do goals, because I, I really don't think there's a good one way to do goals. I just want to give you some general ideas about how you should go about your goal um, making so that you can make goals that make sense for you. So this idea of this of this particular episode came about because I was thinking back to when I had a pretty strict therapy regimen. So I went to I mean years of therapy, but there was um, a time period when I moved from um, I, I'm pretty sure this is when we moved from Minnesota to Utah. Uh, we had I we had finished my or I had finished my PhD. My husband had finished his law degree. We had two little kids, and we made the change. Well, when we made the change, I didn't have my therapist that I had in Minnesota, and um, I, I do think we've gotten better as a society about talking about therapy. Um, I, I still don't think we're perfect about it, but you know, I used to remember when people would just like be in disbelief when I would talk about how I had a therapist. I think therapy is very helpful. And um, I really needed a therapy as I was going through some pretty tough times um, with like some particular family issues, which I don't need to get into. But you guys know the deal. Like, if, if we need help, we should seek help. And so that's why I don't mind telling you guys about that or that, you know, I spent a lot of years in therapy. And I, and I will say that um, I also fought against it a little bit. My husband, who is a big proponent of therapy and, and actually loves going himself, um, really convinced me that it was something that would really help me. And it really, it really actually has. Okay. This is not an episode about therapy. The reason I'm telling you this is because when I came to Utah, I had gone from a therapist that I really respected and admired and I felt like had really helped me a lot to then having to seek a brand new therapist. So um, one of the things that um, I decided to do was I decided to, I don't want to say interview, but I decided I would go to a couple to see what fit me best. And I went to a therapist who was very much goal driven and she would basically at the end of um, a session would like to give me like a list of things to do. And here's the thing about me. I am a list driven, task driven person. I am, I love a good list. Okay. I love checking off the list. And I found that this was a horrible way for me to do therapy. 
because um, so much of therapy is really like mental and you're trying to work through some things. And when I am in a task driven mode, I am all about efficiency. And so I found that that wasn't a really effective method for me. Um, a little later, I was able to find a different therapist and she was not goal driven at all. Instead, it was more about like, you know, exploration during the session. And then I would take those away and then I would think about them and, and think about how they affected my life. And I felt like that worked better for me in therapy. Now, all of this to tell you really one thing. I think that you are an individual. You're unique. You're special. The way you do things are unique and special. And because of that, I think it's really difficult to just nail down and say, all goal making should be this specific way. Do I teach some goal making type things? Yes, I do. And I have always felt like when I learn something or I, I take something from someone, then I kind of modify it to work with it in the ways that make the most sense for me. I've come to realize not everybody does that, that sometimes you'll hear a lesson or a course or someone will tell you some piece of advice and you feel like you have to follow it to a T instead of kind of making it malleable to work for your personality, your lifestyle so that it works well. And so because of that, I'm not teaching you or telling you exactly how to do your new year goals. Instead, I'm going to tell you three things that I have found to be helpful to me in the hopes that you can take these things and make them work for you if they are the right situation for your life. Okay. All right. You ready to jump into these? These are all very quick and pretty easy. The number one thing, and the reason I'm going to tell you first is this, is because I used to not do this, and now I do this with my goals, and that is to write the reason why for the goal. And so, for example, if I write that my goal is to lose weight, which is a goal I feel like everybody writes at the beginning of their year. I actually stopped doing it. I was just like, screw that. I'm never doing that again. Should I lose weight? Probably. But that is not going on my goal list. But if it's something for you, and it's a good example thing um, uh, for us to talk about, if it's lose weight, then I want you to write down the reason why you want to lose weight. You know, so often we write goals and then we forget why we wanted those things to begin with. And when you look back at those goals in March, in July, in October, if there is a reason why next to it, and you're going to remember where you're at at this particular January, then it's going to be a much stronger thing. So for example, for me, um, one of the things this year I want to do is I want to expand our audience at Karina Gardner Inc. for Design Suite. And the reason why I want to do that is because I want to create more designers who are making money and are profitable. That's an important thing to me. It is really um, something that I strive for. It's something I love teaching. And more than that, it's not really about me. I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing my designers achieve it's a really cool thing for me to see. And so when other people are achieving, that is like the end result for me is a really big thing. So that one of the things that I'm really working on at, on my team, um, one of the goals we're working on is more visibility, which by the way, if you want to help me out on it and let people know about this podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just really appreciate you sending this along and letting more people hear about what we're trying to do. Okay, number two. 
um, measurable. So like, like saying the words, I want to lose weight or just putting lose weight, it's not going to go very far, right? Um, just like saying, um, I want more visibility for, um, our design program, that's not going to go very far. So we've got to add some measurements to this, like how we're going to actually achieve it, right? And so actually our goal isn't visibility. Our goal is to be on, you know, X number of podcasts. Our goal is to run um, or bring in X number of people who can come to a design boot camp and really get some um, great information so they can get started, right? So same with losing weight. You want to lose X number of pounds. You're going to put that on there. So the more measurable something is, the better. Now, this is really different than what I put in my morning routine. So those of you who have heard me talk about my morning routine before, I am going to, I think, add it as a classic episode, um, probably this same week, probably end of this week. So keep an eye out for that. It's a really popular episode about things I do in my morning and my, um, my nighttime. They've changed a little bit, but not by much. So they're still really relevant. This is really different. I don't put measurable things in my daily morning routine goals, like, cause they're not even goals. They're just dreams. I write them down as dreams. So I think your goals should be measurable. I think your dreams should have no limit to them. And, and so I also don't put a limit on them on when I'm going to accomplish them because a lot of them are really, really big. And if I put a limit on them or when I need to achieve them by, I get really stressed out. Like, how do I hit, hit this? How do I fit this into my schedule? Instead, I kind of just write down what I think I'd like to have happen in the next 10 years. And, um, I can't remember who said it, but Whoever said like you accomplish less in a year than you think and you accomplish more in 10 years than you think, I think that is certainly true, which is why I do my dream goal, my dreaming, like my dream planning a little differently than I do my uh, beginning of year planning. Okay, so just a little differentiation there. Number three is achievable. So I, I have a real... I don't know how to describe this, but you know, sometimes I will write down goals for myself and I think I can do them. And so I will go after them and they aren't actually achievable. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't aware enough of what, uh, the consequences were going to be to achieve that goal. And so one of the things I've had to do for myself, and this is once again, this is why I'm talking about like, based on your personality, you know yourself best. You might be someone who always puts an, a goal and you always achieve it within like the first two weeks of the year. That's probably a little overkill, right? But then you might be someone, maybe you're a little bit more like me and I'll write a goal and it is, not achievable. It's just something I really, 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 really want to have happen. And, um, and then I feel disappointed. I feel like a failure because I can't really get it done during the year. So what I'm going to suggest to you is knowing your personality to build something that's really achievable for you during the year, whether it takes three months, six months, 10 months, whatever it is. Um, I think that when we write things that are actually achievable, it, it is, it is really good for us. It makes us feel like we had a win. We think we feel like we have accomplished something. And I actually think that's a really important part of being a human being. I think so often we do things that make us feel like we're failing. And 
I, I want to challenge you to get away from that this year. I'm going to do it for myself. I'm challenging myself this, this year as well. I'm going to go out of my way to build and do things that are achievable and that are going to protect me and make me feel like I'm winning. And I don't know if anyone's talking about goals like that, but it definitely depends on the person. But if you are someone who feels like you fail, feels like um, you are constantly battling imposter syndrome, it might be not your problem. It might be the way you've situated your goals and the way you think you should be. And so I think by changing and having a shift in mindset around this, I think there's actually a lot of power to that. So hopefully that helps you as you are making very deliberate goals this year. I'm sitting down, coming up with some goals for myself. Of course, I already did annual planning with my um, my leadership team in December, and we started thinking about things you know, before that. But I think for myself, like I've been sort of, scribbling out. I love just scribbling out in my, my working journal, what I really want to achieve and what I really want to do. So I hope you're doing exactly the same thing that you are making your goals and making it a priority to meet those goals. Um, because I do think we want to grow as human beings. I know I do. I want to become better and bigger. And that is really the whole point of goals, right? To become better than what we were yesterday. And so if it hurts us, if it makes us feel like imposters, if it makes us feel like failures, it's probably not in our best interest to make those kinds of goals. So those are my feelings about it. Um, Quick, a couple announcements. The first one is, I do believe we've released this I mean, it's the first day of the year, so pretty sure we did, but our illustration and art conference is now open for signups. Totally free ticket, you guys. It's February 1st and 2nd, so if you haven't signed up for it yet, uh, it's just at designsuitecourses.com slash event. Go there. You can sign up for free, and I'm just going to tell you guys the number of people who had full-on regret for not buying the VIP option when it was so cheap. It's $47 for early bird pricing. It immediately goes to $97 the day of the event. Um, The number of people who had tons of regrets and ended up buying at the $97 price, I'm just telling you, it's kind of a big deal. And it's because all the things we teach usually have pretty heavy duty tutorials on it. So like you're going to want to go back and watch it to see how we did the thing we did. I know in this illustration and art conference, it's going to be more of the same of that, like tutorial based drawing, teaching you how to use software, um, very course driven. And so you can come for free and watch it live. That's we post it live in our Facebook group um, that we're part of. You do have to sign up for a ticket or you can't get admitted to that group. That's where we host it. Um, and I highly recommend the VIP. It's actually not called VIP. It's called all access, the all access pass, because then you get lifetime access to those courses that we're going to be teaching. We have a lot of amazing speakers, really, really excited to be bringing you something um, that is really focused on illustration and art, Uh, whether you are going into printables, stickers, uh, SVG files, you know, whatever face uh, a fabric design or wallpaper design. I think this is going to be a really great way for you to Uh, continue to get inspired and to expand your knowledge on creating for yourself and for others. So I'm really excited about that. The second thing is next week is our first 
live design boot camp of the year. So you can go join that at designsuitecourses.com slash design bootcamp. It's our by far most popular program and uh, people love the lives. So people come back to the lives lots and lots of times. So if you sign up right now, you're going to get access to that. So I hope I get to see you at those two new events. We have a lot of events this year. So if you want to go check that all the events we have going on, we have so many conferences, so many um, speaking um, items that we're kind of doing. Uh, you can go to KarinaGardner.com and just go click on events. Did you know you have access to more free design content, die cut files, and sewing patterns? Join our exclusive VIP group for free by going to designsuitecourses.com slash free.